0: Wow! While working late at night in a top-secret laboratory, Michael finally managed to create the DNA of a hybrid monstrous creature. After all that hard work, he decided to grab a quick coffee and donut as a little reward. But he came back and saw that the specimen had disappeared from the incubator. Hmm. Michael lined up Ryan, Jeff, and Laura and confronted them. Who took an important top-secret piece of research I was working on? Ryan said he'd been busy doing some additional research on a separate project and had no idea what was going on. Jeff said he hadn't touched the hybrid creature and had been in the archives digging through some files he needed. And Laura said she'd been in the bathroom the whole time. So, who took the specimen? Michael never mentioned that he was dealing with a hybrid monstrous creature. Jeff just let himself get caught. Better think smart next time. Anne absolutely loathes winter, but just like anyone else, she has to go out and do stuff. She had just moved to a snowy city for work and experiences some of the coldest winters. But she managed to make it to the mall to do some quick shopping through a huge blizzard. When she came back to her parked car, she discovered that someone broke into it and took her belongings. When the police lined up the three suspects, they each gave their stories. Francesca said she had been polishing her car outside and didn't know anything. Ned said he had been shopping for clothes, and Earl said he had been sitting in a cafe on the upper floor of the mall. The police arrested the suspect. Who was it? Francesca, She was polishing her car outside in the middle of a blizzard. That's not only illogical, but not safe either. She just gave herself away. You wake up and find yourself trapped in a room with four doors in front of you. You don't have enough time to choose which door leads to freedom. You hear a monster coming, so you check out the doors quickly. The leftmost door has a sign on it saying, Take the door on the right to break free. The second door also has a sign saying, it's the right door. The third door has a sign, freedom is just right in front of you. And the last door has a sign, don't trust the signs. Which door should you choose? The last door, it says not to trust the signs, But it doesn't mean that they're lying. The first door says to take the door on the right. Not necessarily the last door on the right, but just the one on the right. The second one says it's the right door. Not the correct door, but the right door, as in the door on the right. The third door says freedom is just right in front of you. That just doesn't make any sense, does it? So it's the last door on the right that leads to freedom. Mason was extremely happy when he got the news that his sister Jade was coming to town. He had just started a new job and couldn't wait to host her for the first time. She was only able to see some nice pictures of the places he visited, including where he lived. When he picked her up from the airport, he noticed something slightly off about her. She was robotic with her responses and seemed stiff with her movements. She wouldn't eat and only insisted that she wanted to rest up. Strange. Had he been watching too much sci-fi? After a while, Mason hears a knock on the door, and to his surprise, it's Jane. But I thought… Jane tells him that the Jane in his apartment is an imposter. When the Jane in the bedroom goes out and sees the other Jane sitting on the couch, they're both in shock. They both try to convince Mason that they're the real Jane. But who will Mason believe? It's pretty normal to come back from a trip pretty tired and wanting to rest but how did the second jane know where mason lived without prior knowledge and she didn't even break a sweat running up to the apartment on a nice day vivian who lived in a town on the seashore decided to go for a hike alone but after hours of trekking she ended up on a section of the forest she wasn't familiar with before her were three paths one path had bare footprints leading away Another had human shoe prints, and the third was right by the river. Which one should Vivian take to find her way? The river path. Since she lives in a coastal town, the river mouth most likely ends up in the sea. That way, she could figure out where she is. Melissa is sharing a train car with three other people. It's a very hot day, and the air conditioner doesn't even work. James starts complaining and only calms down after opening the window. Melissa lays down her red silk scarf her grandmother gave her next to her. Judith compliments it. Robert, a senior, mentions that he forgot to bring a gift for his wife who will pick him up from the train station. James has a crush on Judith. After a while, Melissa goes to the bathroom and comes back to find the scarf missing. Who was the one who took it? None of them. It was a hot day and James opened the window. The wind sent the scarf flying right out of it. Some zombies have Diego trapped in a room they're surrounding him. He's stuck and can't escape. Their arms are breaking in and reaching for him. When Diego looks around, he realizes that he's in a small newspaper stand with magazines and pocketbooks. And looking around him more attentively, he finds a roll of tape nearby. How can he avoid those nasty bites? The only way for Diego to escape will be to tape those magazines around crucial parts of his body where they can't lay his teeth on him. It'll be light enough for him to run away from the zombies without getting hurt. Plus, he'll have plenty of reading material for the road. Evan got lost in a forest, and just his luck, it was snowing. The only thing the police searching for him found were four parallel lines leading into the forest. Something doesn't seem right, they thought, and took several people into questioning. Nick said he had been at the store buying some groceries. Vanessa said she had been babysitting. Christina had been at work the whole time. After hearing the stories, they arrested Nick. Why? Nick was in a wheelchair. The four parallel lines were left by Nick, rolling into the forest and back out. It's the beginning of a new school year, and Dave started a new job as a computer studies teacher at a local high school. Another fellow teacher, Roy, didn't really welcome him because he wanted that position. But at the end of the day, there was a security breach which leaked out a lot of important information about the school when the police questioned everyone, including Roy and Dave. They each gave their stories. Dave said, I was checking exam papers and was at the staff room the whole time. Roy said, I was preparing homework for my classes when everything happened. Who should the police arrest? Who was lying? Dave. There wouldn't be any exams on the first day of school. Gareth is in a pickle. He's at the police station looking at the lined-up suspects, one of whom stole Beth's bag while she was having a picnic in the park. He observes them. Beth describes the culprit as someone big, no hair, and wearing a black jacket. All the men lined up matched the description. Gareth looks at each of them and they all have one distinct trait that makes them stand out from each other. Suspect number 1 has a beard. Number 2 is wearing shorts. And number 3 is wearing glasses. Gareth knows immediately who to arrest. Who is it? Suspect number one has dirt all over his boots. The rest are all clean. He ran through the mud tracks while Beth was having a picnic. You board a small plane. Nice. You're the only passenger on board. In a few hours, you'll be sunbathing on the beach, tipping something cold and refreshing. But before that happens, you'll face an epic test to see if you've got the kind of survival skills you need to survive in the wild. Count up your right answers and see what it all means at the end of the video. You fasten your seatbelt and fall asleep just before takeoff. Suddenly, turbulence! You wake up from a dream where you were an octopus in an earthquake. The plane's shaking, your luggage falls out of the overhead. This is serious! You strap on an oxygen mask and notice a flash of lightning outside. A second later, you see another flash. But this time, it's your plane's engine. It's on fire. You're falling! The screeching of ripped metal, screams, and then darkness. You pass out. After a few seconds, you open your eyes and find yourself falling from the sky. Okay, get it together. You unfasten yourself from the chair to stop spinning. The first rays of sun appear over the horizon, and down below, you see a dense forest, a green field, and a small pond. By stretching out your body, you can change direction, you can steer. So, where are you going to land or crash? You have 3 seconds to decide. The best answer is the forest. A fall into water from that high up would hurt the same as falling flat on the ground. But tree branches can soften a fall. You plummet into the forest and lose consciousness. Day 1. Awake. Your whole body aches. Fortunately, you're not injured and you can even walk. Those branches saved your life. Yeah, this is a fairy tale. Now, where to? You don't have a map or a compass. Then suddenly, you hear the sound of a river. You need to choose a direction. Here are the options. Walk in a straight line. Find some moss on a tree and walk in the direction it's growing. Find the river and walk along it. You have 10 seconds to choose. Don't go straight if you don't want to get lost and walk in circles. Navigating by moss? Yeah, I just made that up to mess with you. You should go along the river. It'll lead to a pond or a lake, and there might be people there, or a road, or some signs at least. Day 2. You make it to a lake, but there's no sign of civilization. Now what? Maybe head back up the river? Along the way, you pass out again. You wake up, and it's cold, so you drink some river water and try to make a fire. You collect dry twigs, brushwood, birch bark, and moss. Oh, sweet! A gas lighter and a piece of paper in your pocket. What's the best way to start a fire? Put the branches in a pile and pour gasoline on them? Put pieces of paper in the branches and fire them up? Make the branches into a triangle, place birch bark under, and light it. You have 7 seconds, and it's getting really cold! Don't pour that precious gasoline on the branches. It'll burn out too quickly, and those fumes are bad for you. The paper will burn off too fast, and the wood won't catch fire. The triangle of wood will let air pass through it. That's the key. Fire and air, a match made in… heaven. (laughs) Get it? Match? Okay. Day 3. You finally get warm, drink some water, and continue along the river. Uh Uh-oh. You haven't eaten anything for 3 days. Gotta get on it! You don't know how to fish. So you go into the forest to find some food. You have a few choices. Berries? eh, They look delicious and seem pretty juicy. Ants? Mushrooms? You have 7 seconds, choose wisely. Ants are the most delicious and safe thing around. You just can't eat random berries or mushrooms. They can be poisonous. Now, how do you get those ants to march right into your mouth? Hey, I can't hand you all the answers. Day 4. A big bear is blocking your path. You shout to scare it away, but it just looks at you. It's not happy. And now it's coming your way. What should you do? Run as fast as possible, because bears are big and clumsy. Climb the nearest tree and sit up there till the bear goes away. Lie down in a fetal position and stay absolutely still. You have 5 seconds to make a choice, and it better be the right one. Bears are fast and can climb trees like they're oversized squirrels. The right decision is to pretend to be asleep. The bear will see that you're not a threat and probably will pass you by. Day 5. Heavy rain starts to fall. You need to hide under a tree, build shelter, and make another fire. Which of these three trees should you hide under? You have 7 seconds before you're soaked to the bone. The tree on the left is rotten and might crumble at any moment. There's a snake crawling in the tree on the right. Venomous or not, it's not worth the risk. The tree in the middle is perfect. Day 6. Your stomach starts to rumble. Those ants weren't exactly filling. You decide to catch a fish at all costs. Aha! You could use a piece of your clothing as bait. But where can you find a fishing rope? You have 10 seconds for this one. The answer is your shoelaces. They should be enough if you tie them together. After a long day of fishing, you finally catch one. Aha! Sushi! Day 7. Your journey along the river continues. Up ahead, you see that the river splits into two smaller streams. Decision time, left or right. This could mean life or not. You have 7 seconds to decide your fate. Definitely the right stream. There are wolf tracks by the left stream. A pack of hungry wild animals? Yeah, no thanks. Day 8. No way! You're saved! In the distance, you can just make out the roof of a big house. You run over, and tragedy! The house is totally abandoned and almost destroyed. But you still decide to go in. In the hallway, you see three doors. There's a sign with snakes and spiders on the first door. The second door also has a sign, a pit with spears at the bottom. The third door has a lightning bolt sign on it, probably some high-voltage stuff going on in there. Which room should you choose? I'll give you 10 seconds for this one. Go for the third door. The house is abandoned, so the power's probably been out for years. You decide to stay the night, rest, and move on in the morning, even though it's super creepy. Day 9 Time to hit the road again! In the house, you find a piece of broken mirror and grab it just in case. You've been walking for hours, but the river doesn't seem to be leading anywhere. Then you hear the most magical sound. You look up! A helicopter! You need them to see you, but there's no time to start a fire. What can you do? The helicopter's about to fly off. Five seconds, quick! Grab that piece of mirror. You can reflect the sun off it and try and direct the light at the helicopter. Yeah, you've been spotted! But you can't be saved, no! Thunderclouds come out of nowhere and force the helicopter to fly away. Your best bet? Stay right where you are. That helicopter will come back for you tomorrow, hopefully. Day 10. You wake up in a good mood. The rescuers will be here soon. You take off your shoes to wash your feet in the river. Then, a not-so-magical sound. You hear a growl. Two wolves are staring down their noses at you. You start running in a total panic. The wolves start to chase you. They're catching up. There are three paths up ahead. The first road is covered in hot coals. The second one is littered with rusty nails. The third has broken glass all over it. Which path are you going to choose? You have two seconds. The wolves are coming right up behind you. Your best bet is the hot coals. You're running, which means you won't have time to feel any pain. It might get a little hot, but your feet will be safe. The wolves don't dare run through the coals, but they stay nearby. Great! Now the rescuers won't know where to find you. Wait a minute! How did these three paths appear in the forest anyway? People made them. You're on the right path. Civilization is near! Yeah! Food, water, Wi-Fi! Day 11. The helicopter appears in the sky again. You whip out your mirror and go to town. The helicopter starts to fly down, but it can't land on your side of the river. The forest is too dense. The rescuers are waiting for you on the other side. Quick! Three logs lie across the water. Which one's safe to run across? You have 10 seconds, so think carefully. The first log looks old. The river might carry it away at any moment. The third log, well, it's a crocodile. You need to cross the river on the second log. You're saved! Next stop, a cool ocean breeze. But what you don't know yet is that there's one more test. You'll be swept far out into the ocean after you accidentally fall asleep on a little boat you rented. But that's another story. Now, let's check out how well you did. Zero to four points? You better not go camping without an experienced guide. Hey, don't worry. Survival in the wild isn't for everyone. 5 to 9 points? Not bad! If you get lost in the forest, you won't panic. But things might get a bit hairy if you have to stay out there for more than a couple of days. 10 to 12 points. Wildlife is your second home. If things get really bad, you could just camp out in the woods forever. Hey, just never mind that part about falling out of the plane without a parachute.